Hello, welcome to No One Asked Us, because literally no one asked us to do this. We're just doing it by ourselves. I'm Craig Schotes. That is Logan Lee. Logan, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Who are you? You said it. I'm Logan Lee. What else do you need to know? The Logan Lee, the one and only. The no, Logan man. Lee. Uh, just, uh, just, just, uh, just a tweeter that loves to talk about movies and sports. So I'm um, happy to be here. Happy to do this. You and I go way back and uh, just a good opportunity to get on here a couple of times or once a week and just talk about the stuff we're always texting about anyway. So yeah. let's just put it out there for the world to listen to. <laughs> Unload our minds a little bit. Um, we've been talking about doing this for for quite a while, actually, we right? We have. It's been it's been a while. Yeah. But uh, I think the pandemic kind of shifted some things around and made it a little more possible for us to do it. So yeah, I uh, I got a new job. I used to work in TV uh, in the sports and news business. I was with it for eight years, and then I got out in May, and I was like, I still want to be involved. I don't know what. And then the non-TV normal life kind of latched on, and I got real lazy, especially working from home. Um, but now there's a lot going on. A lot of sports are coming back amidst the pandemic, and I wanted to to kind of unload the thoughts, like you said, and. Um, me and Logan went to college together. That's where we first met, SIU Carbondale. Um, uh, he went He went to uh, Go Dogs. Didn't look good yesterday, but no. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Um, that's where we met. We both went to radio TV school in Carbondale, and um, we have a lot of the same interests, so we feel like it's going to be a good pairing. Logan kind of hit on it, what it's going to be. It's going to be a lot of sports. Logan's big movie buff, the biggest movie buff I know, so he's going to talk about some of his movies. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we're just kind of gonna talk so um what what do you think about it logan what, what I, is... I think it makes a lot of sense you know as you kind of talked about your background with you know the doing the you know working at a tv station for a while and you know i was working for a baseball team for a while and we both kind of shifted gears uh you know during the pandemic over the summer and type that type stuff so it uh, gives us both an opportunity to kind of stay in that lane a little bit. And it helps that uh, we both have a, a, bas- a college basketball team that we followed pretty closely that, you know, for the first time in about 15 years is actually uh, looking like a team that can, can contend in, in March. So that definitely helps to kind of springboard this whole thing. Yeah, we're both born and raised in Illinois. Logan has moved. He's left the state borders. I'm, I'm still here. Um, I grew up in Southern Illinois and that about, 2001 or 2002 Illinois team with Brian Cook really got me Mm -hmm. hooked with the Illini back then and then of course they go on the 2005 run right when I'm in the middle of my high school basketball career so the short-lived high school basketball career Um, and and that got me hooked with Illinois then I was lucky enough to cover the program for five years Logan's uh, been invested as a fan his whole life being from Oakwood (laughs) yes sir (laughs) I got nothing to say about that. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I grew up 30 minutes from Champaign. So, you know, everybody, you know, I hear people all the time had, you know, their, their NBA teams and and whatnot, but I mean, we were going to the assembly hall, you know, you know, a couple times a month and um, watched a lot of Illinois basketball. So that's, that's really what I grew up on. Um, And as you talked about those teams in the, in the early two thousands, that's where I got hooked on it too. And, Mm -hmm. There were, those are some fun teams to watch. So it's definitely been a, a rough stretch since then. Um, but uh, until now, <laughs> yeah, turned the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, those, those teams definitely got a lot of people in the state, um, specifically this area, central Illinois area hooked uh, on Illinois. And then I got a different perspective for those five years. Cause I was, I wasn't in the program, but I was, I was more in the program than a lot of fans. So 
I got to see some some of the intricacies of how it works and and what they go through and and I, I mean it's tough to keep a program where at the level they were in those early 2000s so we saw a lot of good we saw a lot of bad so you're going to get a lot of Illinois basketball at least for the next month and then uh, he's Logan's a Cub fan worked in the Cubs minor league organization I'm a Cardinal fan I like to I like to think I'm I'm pretty reasonable I'm not very biased are you are you really I I can see both sides (laughs) I can see both sides I'm not a Cub hater I can Um, as well I am confused by their moves, but we will talk about that eventually. <laughs> um, so I, I think we both respect the other organization enough to, to talk unbiasedly about it. Right. And, and if the I Cubs agree. do something well, I'll, I'll admit to it. So you get a lot of baseball for sure. We'll talk a little bit today because spring training is, is close to getting underway. But we're just kind of going to unload here. So let's jump right in. Uh, we got a good start to talk about with Illinois drubbing Minnesota yesterday logan how much of the game did you watch i did not get a chance to watch much of it i was watching it the entire time there were parts during the second half when they were up 30 that i probably wasn't paying as much attention to as i have uh throughout the you know the rest of the season but uh that was definitely one of the most entertaining uh basketball games i've seen illinois play in a long time uh it was not close by the end uh but just from a pure entertainment standpoint some of the passes that curbella was making and I don't know how many dunks they had. I mean, they're just lobbing the ball to whoever can they can find it. And uh, it, it was definitely fun to watch. I wish they could have used a little bit of that the last two games because, uh, you yeah. know, taking having Nebraska take them to overtime and um, using needing everything they could out of IO to get past Northwestern probably wasn't the way I wanted to see those games go. Um, but I'll take it. Yeah. You know, they, they look they look really good against Minnesota and they're going to need that energy because this last stretch is going to be tough. Oh, it's brutal. It's, it's going to be tough. So I think and, one home game left, everything else on the yeah, road. Correct. And the road games are Wisconsin, Ohio State, Michigan. I mean, yeah. home, like, holy cow. That's how you close it out, man. I mean, That's if, if they, what is there? Is there five or six games left? I was thinking five, but it might five. be six. So if they get three of those five, you got to be happy, right? Yeah. I would think so. I would, uh, you know, I was thinking about that. I was looking at the um, the schedule because they, you know, they changed everything. It's very fluid this year, yeah. as everybody knows. But when I saw that they had finally, you know, added the, the Michigan game, um, I was taking a look at the schedule. And, you know, that's just those last three games, as you mentioned, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio State, like, that's that's about as tough as it gets in the conference. So you're really going to find out what this team's made of um, during that stretch. So definitely looking forward to that. But they got a lot to prove still. I think. I mean, that game yesterday was exactly what they needed to, because like you said, the, you, they never should have been in those situations against Northwestern and Nebraska. And thank thank God Io is who he is and, and can pull out the magic that he has pulled out this year and throughout throughout his career. But to do that yesterday in a place that Minnesota was 13 and one on the year and they had beaten Iowa, Michigan, and I think Ohio state, did they beat Ohio state in the barn? They beat another big team in the barn, Ohio state or Wisconsin. So to go in there and win a game by 30 where these other teams lost, I think that says a lot. Now I will say Minnesota was shorthanded, right? With with Gabe Kalsher out and Liam Robbins is just a shell of himself with that ankle injury. But yeah. Um, from what I saw stat wise and the highlights and I did catch a little bit of it. I didn't watch. This is the first game I haven't watched from start to finish, but 
but that is exactly what they needed. And, and they looked so impressive on the road, which I think is the biggest thing for me. Yeah. And obviously road games at the big 10 is always huge. It's a little different this year with the circumstances they are. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that Illinois were, I don't want to say it's going to haunt Illinois. Those two home home losses yeah. earlier in the, the conference schedule that could come back to hurt them down the stretch here because they pretty much have to win out uh, to take the regular season title, which yeah. obviously isn't the end all be all you want to win the regular season title. And they certainly still can. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, milestones you can still hit uh, between now and the end of March, but um, yeah, those, those home games that they lost early on were uh, questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, so to win any game on the road definitely makes up for a lot of that for sure. Is it one of those things that those home win or those home losses uh, are probably good, even though, even though it doesn't look good, but do you think if they would have won those games, they would be playing how they are right now, knowing that they have to climb to get to the top. I mean, it's hard to, t- to say specifically what would have happened. Um, yeah. I can see a scenario where they would have lost something else. Yeah. You know, just type one of those type of things. Um, I don't know that it's necessarily would have changed th- anything. Sure. Uh, they're obviously still playing their best basketball right now. So yeah. um, you just kind of have to keep that momentum up because as we talked about these, you know, these next stretches is, is definitely going to be tough. Yeah. And then Min- Michigan and Ohio state play today. Michigan pulls it out uh, a late. If Ohio state would have won that Illinois kind of controls their fate. Yeah. So I think Illinois fans were definitely pulling for Ohio State. Absolutely. Um, Michigan, what, what, what's your take on Michigan right now? Coming off of the long pause, they've won two or three since they came back. They're pretty they're, deep. I, I think they're, they're ahead. deep. I think they're, they're the best team good. in the Big Ten. I think they're I think the best they team are in the Big too. Ten. Yeah. I think they are too. I, it's hard. Obviously, I'm biased, and I watch every Illinois game, and I, I do not catch as many other conference games. But it's hard for me to think about a team that has – the two, you know, the two weapons that Illinois has isn't the best team in the conference. Yeah. Um, but it, it's Michigan. It, it's, it is. I mean, they have the, they have the depth, they have the talent. Um, obviously they've shown it so far, not to say that Illinois can't beat them. Um, and yeah. they'll have, a, they'll have at least one opportunity, maybe as many as three opportunities here in the next, you know, few weeks. So yeah. uh, we'll see how that goes, but Michigan's definitely the, the team to beat in the conference. Yeah, I agree. I, I, there's, they played nine or 10 guys, I think. And, and all of them are, are so good. Dickinson down low is the best freshman in the league by far. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't see many holes. I'm just so happy that they got the Illinois Michigan game scheduled. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't sure it, if that was going to happen or not. Yeah. It would have done every big 10 fan a disjustice if they hadn't played that. And I know Illinois fans were kind of upset that Michigan didn't play it when it was originally scheduled, which kind of makes sense, but, but I'm just glad we get to see it. Um, Io Desumu, what what else can we say? I mean, another triple double, second of his career, fourth in Illinois program history. That blows my mind. I will say, I was so as you mentioned, you weren't watching that game yesterday, and there was that point late in the game where they're up thirty points, and it's like it's Io and Adam Miller, and then Tyler Underwood and two other guys on the floor, and I'm like, why is Io still on the floor? And then. As soon as he grabbed that rebound, his his tenth rebound, took the ball off the court. As soon as he got to, to half court, called a timeout and pulled himself out of the game. I'm like, oh, we're going for a triple double. That's that's what it is. Yeah, Brad said that after the game. He he yeah. said that he left him in there on purpose. And yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I think even I was watching at that point um, on my phone while I was in the car, not driving while I was in the car, um, and I think the broadcasters 
caught Brad giving Richard Patino kind of like a, that's why he was in. I'm not trying to run anything right. up because Brad said that him and Richard are, are pretty tight. So, and um, I noticed, I noticed too at that time because I pointed out to whoever I was watching the game with that you could tell Io was actually doing some coaching out on the floor mm-hmm. with some of those you know guys that don't see the floor as much. He was mm-hmm. he kind of was you know doing a little bit more than he normally does, just kind of you know telling guys where to go and, and that type of stuff. But as, as I said, once I saw him get that rebound, I knew exactly why he was he was still out there. In a yeah, yeah. When he got that first triple double a couple of weeks ago, it, it just I was astonished that that was the first one since Sergio McLean. It's such a you know, triple double is such a common thing to hear anymore. When you think about like the NBA, yes. I mean, you hear that, you hear that phrase tossed around all the time with Westbrook and Harden. I mean, that's just like a normal thing. So to, to think about it, that the fact that Illinois hasn't had one in that long, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's definitely kind of telling, but it just says a lot about IO and the player that he is. And he's really good, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just really good. I mean, when we look back in five, 10, shoot maybe even next year when he's not here I mean it, it's it's gonna be one of those things that no matter how much we appreciate him right now I don't think we appreciate him enough because he no. completely turned this program around yeah I you know I I was obviously ecstatic when he came back uh and I knew that there was a lot of potential there and I knew that you know after the way last season ended the way as well as they were playing to get cut short with the pandemic um, been going into this season, obviously I knew that there was a lot going into it, but I would not have guessed that he would have put up the numbers that he's mm-hmm. done and to really be in, in the consideration for not only conference player of the year, but for the national player of the year. I, I yeah. don't know that I would have predicted that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super glad we're here. Um, even j- just glad that he's in the conversation, but yeah. I don't think I saw that coming. Yeah, I think I would agree. Even even people preseason, they were saying he's preseason All American. I'm like, all right, he's good, but I mean, is is he the, is he the top five player in the country? Like, I I don't know, but he yes. I, he, he, he hasn't <laughs> taken a game off. I mean, no, I don't I don't have his game log up right now. But when was the last time he scored in single digits? It's he hasn't scored it in this year. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and just the things that he does in in late game situations, I think that's where he makes his makes his bread or whatever that saying is now is he just, if the ball is in his hands, you know, something good is going to happen. Normally it's him shooting it and getting up some kind of shot. But I think it was, I forgot what game you texted me that there's only a couple guys on the Illinois that you yeah. are I comfortable. Was, I think it was Nebraska. I think you're right. I think you're right. You, you said there's only a Trent, Trent can make guys. a shot and they struggle at times to get the ball to Kofi. But yeah, I mean, he's he's the only one that i really trust with the ball in his hands and he hasn't really let us down uh how do teams keep letting him get what he wants i don't know i don't know <laughs> i mean i mean northwestern didn't they let him take a shot from the half court line <laughs> that's, that's true. it's not like they were you know letting him drive like yeah he just heaved it up from 30 feet or whatever it was so yeah. I, after northwestern i think is when i put that list together that he's hit 21 field goals. I tried to keep it within the last two minutes, but um, there were a couple, I think the Michigan state three, his freshman year, the one that Dockett said, it's not going to end well. It ended well. I love, I love um, that. I, love, I, I forgot. <laughs> I had forgotten about that until people were tweeting about it. Yeah. Again. I went back and watched him like, Oh yeah. Dockett. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's hit 21 field goals in the final two ish minutes of games of Illinois wins. I did not put, I did, forgot to put that in the first tweet, but I replied and, 
and said those were all in games Illinois won. So he's probably hit more total in games that they didn't win. But just the fact that he continues to do that and teams could let him continue to do that. I mean, he he's going to go down as a top. Is he a top three Illinois player ever? I mean, I th- five, maybe top five. He's probably top five, at least in the conversation right now. Uh, obviously, I we need to see what happens at the yeah. end of the season. Um, yeah. You know, it, it'll be hard to really say that if they go down in flames early. True, um, true. But uh, right now, yeah, I think he is absolutely in that conversation. Um, you know, and I've, I've thought about this throughout this year. It's really tough to think about this season rationally, I think, as a fan. Yeah. Because the last really good basketball season that Illinois basketball has had was in 2005, 2004, 2005, when they lost one game all regular season, ran through the conference tournament, and then made it all the way to the championship game. They lost two games all season. And so I think myself and maybe other fans, I don't want to speak for everyone. I'm not I'm certainly not going to speak for you, but just gauging it from Twitter and from, from things that I've seen, I think people just kind of had the expectations that this great Illinois team is going to be just, you know, comparable to that. And that's not really how it's gone. Um, but still at this point in the year, it's hard to think that they're not in that conversation yeah. for one of the best teams in school history. Um, they got to be, I, I would think they're top three probably, right? I mean, Behind 05 and uh, the final I to this point, sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See now, what they do, now, like but... you said, if they go down in flames in the first or second round, that's gonna that's gonna yeah. tarnish some things. But um, we're talking about Io being a top five, top three player. I think what really will help is that national player of the year. Which, as much as some people say it's not, it's done and it's clinched. I I don't know how don't you think, can say that. I don't that. think it's done. It's not done. I think the CBS guys said it's Gars is already no matter what happens. But I don't know. No, I don't know how you can say that after what Iowa's done the last two months. I could see that maybe being over, you know, as you said, two months ago or even within the, in the last month. I, I can maybe see that argument. But the way Io has continued to play and push Illinois, even in these games that they, quite frankly, should have lost, um, I don't, I'm not going to go out and say that Io will win, um, but I do not think this is a one man show. Mm-mm. I think it is clearly now um, Io is at least deserving of, of votes and to be in, in consideration. His team's better. Uh, he's putting up, you know, Luke is putting up great numbers. Um, but what Io is doing, putting that team on his back, um, there's still a lot to play. We've already talked about it. Illinois has a tough stretch ahead. So I'm not ready to start, you know, counting my chickens yet. Um, but I, I have a hard time saying that this is Luca's award and nobody else is even in the conversation. I, that, I don't buy it. I think that we're, that's where, how, how much do, do the voters put stock in team success? Because Iowa, they're playing, they're playing okay. Yeah. But they're, they're not bad. <laughs> they're not living up to their expectations. No. At all. They don't guard anybody. No. And they can be beat because of that. They can be beat any night. Yeah. Now Garza is averaging twenty four point seven, 
at 8.4, shooting 53% from the field. He had a good game today against Penn State, 23 and 11. Now you got, then you got Io with 21.2 points, 6.2 rebounds, 5.3 assists, all these clutch moments, almost 50% from the field. So not that much worse than Garza from the field. I mean, I just don't see how it's over. It, Io is the best all around player in college basketball, in my opinion. You should submit all your all of your research to all the voters. <laughs> I don't even know who the voters are. That's the issue. I don't know who votes on the Naismith Player of the Year. Is it the media? Is it a panel? I, I don't even know. I don't know. I know. Actually, I know fans have a part because I see all these Illinois fans tweeting their, I voted for Ayo Desumu for Player of the Year. So that's right. a part of it. Um, I, I just think that. I don't know if there's an argument against him being the best player in college basketball all around. Garza is a great player. Don't get me wrong. He's going to go down as a college basketball legend. That's especially at Iowa. He broke the Iowa scoring record today Yeah. in that win against Penn state. So he's, he's, he's probably the best big in the, in the nation, but yeah, absolutely. Io is all around the best player. And I don't see an argument against it. No, there's so I, many facets of his game. I don't think there is an argument. Um, I think, Anybody that's telling you that there is hasn't watched any Illinois basketball in the last month or two. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it comes down to. I just, I don't think it's an open and shut case like it was in, you know, before the season started or even before the conference season started. I just, it's, it's not. So is, is Lucas still probably going to win the award? Yeah, probably he will, but I don't, I don't think it's a one man race. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't see Iowa falling off. They got three games this week. Let's see what we got. We got um, a couple rescheduled or one rescheduled at Michigan State on Tuesday, Thursday against Nebraska. And it looks like Saturday, a big one on the road at Wisconsin. Um, three winnable games. Wisconsin is not living up to expectations either. So um, I, I think three more W's. What, what do you what do you want to see this week coming off Minnesota um, for, from Illinois? Well, Michigan State's not great. Um, But I think the big thing for Illinois is just to keep – to keep limiting what – you put me on the spot. (laughs) And now I don't know what the easy answer to that question is. I think you need a three and a week. I think you have to have a three and a week because I think that you're going to struggle with Michigan and Ohio state. As I've said at this point, Illinois is in the tournament. Um, I don't know that they're going to win the big 10 title, the, the regular season title. I yeah. think at this point you're playing for seeding. Um, so you need to beat Michigan state and you need to, you cannot lose at home to Nebraska. Um, so yeah, I would love to see him go three and O before they go into that final two. I, I, I think that that you have to do that. Um, as I said, you're just playing for seating at this point and playing for seating in the conference tournament and playing for seating in the national tournament. And both of those are going to be huge when it comes down to it. I would love to see Illinois as, as a, well, I'd love to see them as a one seed, but if they can stay on the two line, I mean, that would be, that'd be fantastic. So, so the big thing for me, going into the NCAA tournament is avoiding Baylor and Gonzaga. I think Illinois is on the two line, unless they win the big 10 tournament, maybe they jump up to the one, but I think they're the two or the three. And I think Gonzaga and Baylor are 
head, shoulders, knees, and toes above everyone else in college basketball. So I think that's going to be the big, not issue. What am I working for? Goal? Hurdle? Hurdle. There we go. Hurdle. That's the biggest hurdle in the NCAA tournament for Illinois to get to the final four. If they're in a Baylor or a Gonzaga quad, I, I don't see it. But it's the NCAA tournament. You could – we see a lot of crazy things. But that, that's what I think needs to happen for Illinois to make it to – I was going to say to make it to Indianapolis, but everything's in Indianapolis. <laughs> so so that, no. that's what I'm looking at. I, I think if they need to win the Big Ten tournament probably um, to, to get to the one line and, and avoid those two powerhouses. I – I think this Illinois team can beat, can't, could, can, is capable of beating just about any team in the country on any given day. Mm-hmm. The just about would would be Gonzaga and Baylor. I, I mean, is it possible? Sure. I mean, they played with Baylor for the first two thirds, three quarters of that game. Yep. Um, but. Uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, are they going to beat them again if they played again? I don't know. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. I think that's kind of the goal for any team in the country to not be in their quadrant. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously Illinois has uh, one of the best players in the country and one of the best big men in the country. And they have a – if the supporting cast is, is you know, if Trent's making shots, they, they can beat anybody outside of maybe those two. So yep. – We'll see how it goes. I mean, I'll be yep. shocked if the, if the championship game this year is anybody but Gonzaga and Baylor. Yeah. Um, I would love to see Illinois playing there, but at this point, I I'm just excited to to see them, you know, make a run and let's just see how far they can go. It's and exciting. Hopefully, hopefully they play well enough so that Io doesn't have to save them down mm-hmm. the stretch. Although that obviously will be fun. Yep. Um, but uh, there's a couple still- Io NCAA tournament moments are. I think they're, I they're coming. I think they're coming. Oh, I think absolutely. There, people are really going to appreciate him um, even more when 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 that happens because I think they I are. Um, I think this week, I think you need a you need a Minnesota like game on Thursday against Nebraska. Don't let them hang around like they did in Lincoln. Ew. You, you got to blow their no. doors off. Um, I'd like to see one against Michigan State, but I think they're playing better. I think they want to. They are. They want to. They want a big game. I think yesterday. Yeah, Indiana. Indi- yeah, against Indiana. Yeah. So they're playing better. Just get a win there. Um, but I need another blowout on Thursday against Nebraska and then would, go up, go up to Madison and do what you can. Um, I, I think yeah. you need a W, but I think a three and a week would go a long way um, for this team. Cause who knows what comes next week at, with those two powerhouses. Wisconsin's winnable. Oh, for sure. Uh, I mean, the other two are obviously winnable too. I'm not going to say that they aren't, um, but you know, Wisconsin's definitely a, a winnable game. Yeah. Um, they played with Ohio state in Champaign. So yeah, I, I don't think there's I don't think that there's a clear favorite in that game either. I don't want to uh, call Ohio State overrated because I think they are really good, but no, I don't are. think they're the number four team in the country. And I've no. thought that all year. I mean, they got Liddell and they got pieces. Holtman is a great coach. Yeah, I love I love what he does with the program, and uh, I think overrated is a strong word because they are really good. But I definitely think Illinois, when playing right, is the better team. So I think that's a winnable game. And they played well in Columbus. I mean, last year, two years ago, did they two years ago? I yeah. think Io went there and hit a couple threes like he did in Michigan State. So, so it should be good. Um, exciting times. I've told you a couple times this season. It's weird being on this side of it, not not covering it. Yeah. it it's yeah. My heart rate spikes every game, but it's fun. It's it's fun to be a fan. 
of, of a good team again. So it's, uh, but been, a, it's been a while. Since. It has. Uh, it's been so long. Before we move on, um, are you wearing a Hamilton shirt? Just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> Thank you. I appreciate that. How did you get? How did you know? You could just see this part. I just, just saw like my country. Just like my country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was maybe like a country music thing at first, but then I was no. like, no, no, nope. I like it. I got this I like when I, I when I saw Hamilton in Chicago a few summers ago with my parents. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. Just just for you. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to uh, to baseball. Um, not much going on, but it, it's pitchers and catchers reported. A couple team workouts this week. Um, you excited? I'm pumped. I am excited. Uh, I don't have um, Nolan Arenado uh, to be, you know, happy about. Um, I think the Central Division is going to be competitive. <laughs> so very, we'll put it that way. Very. We'll put it that way. But yeah, I mean, I'm very excited. Uh, baseball season obviously always gets to me excited mm-hmm. um on paper i as a cubs fan i think that there's still enough there that you know they can they can make it happen so um but just the thought of uh warmer things makes this you know cold temperatures and all the snow on the ground make me feel a little happier so yeah absolutely for sure. bring on spring training for sure this weather this week uh i think both of us i don't know what south bend indiana got but our ours has been brutal i shoveled mm-hmm. my shoveled my driveway three different times uh <laughs> should have just waited and did it all at once but i was trying to to make the work later easier by doing it a couple times it didn't work but uh-huh. but baseball means uh, spring training means that warm weather's coming um i hope i hope we can go to some games eventually this year um but we'll see that that's that's unimportant. We got to take care of this, this virus first before that happens. Right. Um, I, I want to play a game here. I didn't prep you for this, but it just popped in my oh, head. Oh, great. I want you to evaluate the Cardinals and then I'll evaluate the Cubs off season. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That's fair. So we can do that. Obviously the Cardinals add Arenado. Uh-huh. Um, they bring Wayno, they bring Molina back. No real other big moves. So how, how what's your outlook on the cardinals this season big picture well obviously we're the first week of spring training here the There's very a lot first of questions. the very first thing that you didn't even mention i don't understand why they didn't bring back colton wong oh yeah and then why the cubs didn't sign colton wong i didn't understand that either so um that was the first thing uh aeronauto move is huge um the i we can get i don't even want to get into the financials of it because that just like <laughs> blows my mind um you know, they obviously, as I said, that that division is going to be competitive regardless. So mm-hmm. you bring in one of the best bats in baseball um, to any offense and it's going to help um, the Cardinals up to that point. I hadn't really done much, but just like the rest of the division um, didn't really seem like they wanted to compete. Uh, and then all of a sudden they said, OK, we're going to play. So um, good for them, you know, uh, bringing back Wayno and, and Molina. Um legacy pieces those you know i'm i was happy to see molina got the money that he did uh because there were you know people were saying oh he could end up with the cubs and he'd be getting paid a lot less and but good for him man i mean the you know the cardinals owe him the money we can talk another conversation about the whole you know molina hall of fame discussion but it'll come uh, up i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> um but no i that good for him man that's uh 
as I said, I don't know that anybody in the, in the division had a great off season. Yeah. Um, but obviously the Cardinals bringing in Nolan Arenado, that's about as big as you can get. So yeah, I think that gives them the best, not saying that overall yeah. it was great, but I think that that's the best. Brewers it's, enough, get... it's enough to put them over the top. Yeah. I mean, the um, Wong staying in the division with the Brewers, that's a good get for them. Move here over the first. Um, I don't know who their first baseman was last year. Was it Justin Smoke? It might've been, I don't remember. Um, but but that's a good bat. That's a good defensive piece. I agree with you. Um, for the money he signed with Milwaukee, I don't know why the Cardinals didn't bring him back, but they were happy with Edmund at first, at second. So give him a shot. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, there were some where were some weird decisions made with arbitration this mm-hmm. this year, and a lot of that obviously had to do with the pandemic. Yep. And, you know, that's you know the Cubs uh, not bringing back Kyle Schwarber was questionable, um, but when it came down to it, they ended up getting Jock Peterson and Trevor Williams for less than they would have paid Kyle Schwarber. So, you know, whatever, but I mean, I, I, the Wong thing baffled me, um, but I'm sure there was some sort of financial reasoning to it and yeah, whatever. Yeah. I think he was just the easy piece to get rid of because Carpenter's locked down with um, he's got this year and then there's a vesting option that I don't think he's going to reach. So he'll be off the books, but I think he was just the easiest, most expendable piece to get rid of. Um, Cubs offseason confuses me as, as with anyone, um, join the club. Yeah. I mean, even from the outside, the inside, I mean, it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense what they've done since winning the world series. Um, you, you did mention a good thing though, or uh, an interesting thing with Schwarber costing just as much as Peterson plus a pitcher, which is what they need. Right. And, um, Peterson and Schwarber are, are the same player. Comparable. In my They're eyes. Very, very comparable. So you're not, I think, Peterson hits for average a little better. I think he makes yeah. better contact and he's probably a better defensive left fielder. Schwarber takes a lot of crap for his defense, but he's a salvageable outfielder. Yeah. He makes some great um, plays. So I, I like Jock. I'm, he's an exciting player. I've always mm-hmm. liked watching him play. Um, so the, you probably want to talk about the, the Darvish thing, which is probably the, the biggest yeah. – If if you want to compete, why do you get rid of your best pitcher? Exactly. Exactly. Um, it was obviously money. They just, they got rid of his contract. They got another starting pitcher in his place. They got a bunch of prospects. I, I don't know. Uh, I think that that could definitely, I could definitely see a scenario where come the trade deadline, the offense is clicking on all cylinders because there's a lot of talent there in that lineup. Yeah. Um, but you're going to, you could potentially miss you know, a potential Cy Young candidate type of pitcher like yeah. Darvish was last year. So um, it's possible. That's not how it works out. Um, I like to trust people that I think are smarter than me. Um, no one's smarter than you, Logan. Yeah, well, <laughs> a lot of people are. Um, but uh, yeah, the Darvish thing was obviously confusing. Um, but as I said, I think a lot of decisions were made for money. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time... Um, letting the fact that the Cubs are trying to play poor. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. No, it does not. Third biggest city in the country. They have their own mini downtown area that they play in, that they run. They have their own TV network. I, I just, I don't understand why they continue to do this. I mean, I, the easy answer to that is because they have players they have to pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand that you have, you know, you have some big contracts that are becoming up here that, that you've got to take care of. Uh, but they have yet to really even take care of those players. So yeah. I don't know. 
I think I really think the Cubs, I think Jed Hoyer is just really going to wait to see how the first half of the season plays out. And if they're in the hunt, then they'll, they'll see what they can do. Cause I think the division yeah. is very, is, is very competitive, but the division, division is winnable. I, I mean, there's not a, there's no Dodgers or Padres for that matter. Yeah. Or, um, or Mets or exactly. So there's, yeah. But I think you could also go the other way and they get to yep. the all-star break and they're struggling and that's when you start dealing some guys and see how it works. So. Yeah. I think they have the best lineup in the division. I think they do the, well. the best one through eight lineup. I mean, Rizzo, Baez, even the enigma of Chris Bryant. What, what is Chris Bryant? I, I still think he's a quality third baseman. <laughs> uh, Jason Hayward is what he is. I, I mean, they've got, they've got bats. They, they just don't bats. have any pitching. Who's gonna Who's gonna get their innings? Kyle Hendricks. Yeah, he's their only reliable of the five. Zach, Zach Davies, who they brought in from from the Padres. What, what and, did you text me the other day about their average? Nobody, nobody's nobody's gonna hit ninety five on the gun. Nobody hit ninety three on the gun. <laughs> it's gonna be awful between Hendricks, uh, Davies, and Alec Mills, who's likely gonna be one of the five starters. Uh, it's gonna be rough. Trevor Williams was the you know he can throw. Um, and it's probably going to be Adbert Alzali um, in one of those spots. So Young. I don't know what they'll do, yeah. but as, as we've said, the division is winnable. Um, they've, they keep adding bullpen pieces that could help, mm-hmm. you know, they brought in Brandon Workman and they brought in, um, I don't remember who, like, you know, whatever else they've done, but yeah. we'll see. I think it's definitely possible, but it could go one of two ways and I won't be shocked either way. I think the pitching aspect we just talked about is what puts the Cardinals a little on top of the division because you do have a, a bona fide ace in Jack Flaherty. Right. Um, bueno, although 39, 40, whatever he is, years old, uh, he had a great year last year. Anytime you got him and Yachty behind the plate, I think you got a, at least a chance to get some five or six quality innings. Well, other than that, I think the Cardinals pitching is also a question mark. Carlos Martinez, who knows what you're going to get with him. Kim, I think he's in the rotation as of right now. Didn't see enough from him to to quantify being confident in him on the mound. And then the fifth spot, uh, Michaelis is coming off injury. I don't even know if he's going to be ready for the start of the year. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think the Cardinals are in very similar spot, except for they do have that ace in Flaherty, which I think gives yeah. them a little bit of an edge as far as the division goes. No, I agree. But, but it's not a big edge by any means. No, it's not. And Kyle Hendricks is an ace. He's just, he's not, he's not, um, and he's not Flaherty, but I mean, he's, he's That's a control true. guy. He's not, yeah. he's Greg Maddox, you know, compared to Randy Johnson type thing. So, um, plus forgot to mention Jake Arrieta. Uh, <laughs> this Are you is getting- not, are you this getting is, 2015 or are you getting this 20, is not 20 this is not 2016 this is we're in 2021 so was it 16 well, he won the Cy Young the year they won the World Series it was I thought it was 15 it was 15 because yeah. he had a really good second half of 15 and first half of 16 um so yeah I'm glad that he's coming back hopefully they can get something out of him mm-hmm. uh, I was speaking of the Cubs I was also I mean I was kind of baffled they didn't give Lester the money he wanted um because they could have they could have brought him back but you think that I don't was know. you think that was because Theo's not there him and Theo were I could have something to do with it I don't yeah. know yeah yeah who knows but 
yeah, I think I think the Cardinals have the the advantage in the rotation, but yeah. we'll see. A lot of baseball to be played. I'm just glad that we're gonna have it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's something always to be excited about when teams report and you start seeing the social media stuff from the coverage from the hot places of Phoenix and Florida, and it's right around the corner. I'm excited. Um, I think it could be a good year, especially if we get all 162 in. Um, but who's the favorite for the World Series right now? Dodgers? Padres? I would still have to say the Dodgers. I think they have the advantage in that division after getting um, Bauer. Trevor Bauer. I mean, yeah. that Padres rotation is sick, man. But <laughs> you add Trevor Bauer to that, what the Dodgers had. And yeah. I mean, they're, they're back. They're the favorite for, at least for the National League. Yep. American League. It's wide open. In my eyes. It's wide open. I mean, I, it's probably the Yankees, but yeah. Um, I really just want to see Mike Trout get the chance to play in a world series. I, yeah. I just, I hope they can get him there and they're starting. I mean, they've made the moves, obviously getting, bringing in Rendon and everything. And we'll see what happens with Otani, but I, I, I would love to see him get to that point, but I don't think they have the pitching. I mean, they I don't, don't even know. They if don't I can, have the pitching. I, I don't know if I can name one of their starters, Dylan Bundy, maybe Griffin Canning. Okay. There's two. Did Jose Quintana go there? Yes. Okay, so three, but those are those are three average, if not below average starters. I mean, I don't know. I, I I agree with you. I mean, Trout's the best player in baseball. He needs to be at least in the postseason. And the Angels aren't doing anything to help him out. They're no. I don't know. They they need. Was it last year that Cole went to the Yankees and everyone thought they he's going to L.A. Yeah. I mean, they they need to get an arm, but. It's gonna be fun. Let's let's um, let's see it play out, and let's get to what I know you want to talk about. Hey, man, I'm just here. <laughs> I'm here for whatever you want to throw at me. So, I guess this is the first episode for us. So, give people a background where this passion for movies and TV and film for you came from. Oh man, well, to be honest with you, uh, I partially blame my father, mm-hmm. um, who in 2012 told me well my dad is a big book he reads a lot and he always does you know at the end of the year he always you know picks like what his favorite books were and that type of stuff so he's like you should do this for movies because at the time I, I kind of started um you know seeing more movies and stuff it, it really wasn't what it is now um I'm still admittedly I'm still trying to like catch up on you know movies from like before 2010 <laughs> like, oh, yeah. there's a there's a lot of like classic movies out there that like i should have seen that i haven't yeah um but uh if it's a new movie that came out since about 2012 2013 i've probably seen it so mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean my that's just kind of what's been my hobby away from baseball it's been you know going to movies and especially with you know um the you know the marvel movies have you know kind of really culminated during this whole span and yeah. so kind of been a lot of it so that's my thing so pre-pandemic how many times would you go to a movie theater in a year oh enough to make my bottomless popcorn bucket worth (laughs) (laughs) that is your favorite thing ever (laughs) i was so pissed uh well i mean it was definitely over 50 yeah um, the last couple years uh i mean it helps just because my schedule with baseball and i was i had you know the off season and everything. And, 
Um, but yeah, I was definitely going to a movie theater. I think last year I probably saw in total close to like 80 movies. Um, and I'd say probably around 50 of them were probably in a theater. So, uh, and obviously this year that's not been the case. So yeah. That, you, when you definitely. say last year, you talked 2019, right? 20, 2019. Yeah. 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 Not 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, think I guess, I, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So with everything that's happened this year, how has the, the movie industry changed? Or do you want to talk about that? Or do you want to talk about something that's came out or? No, I mean, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I was kind of surprised how, well, it's obviously changed and it was changing before the pandemic. Yes. I think there was already you know, talks that movie theaters or movie theaters dying um, was already kind of a discussion that was starting to build um, prior to 2020. Uh, but now that's definitely uh, really shifted. Um, we, you know, 2020, we still got good movies. We didn't get a lot of the big blockbuster franchise movies. We didn't get the Marvel movies. We didn't get um, a lot of the big releases like that, that, you know, the, um, a quiet place and top gun and like the those big movies that were supposed to you know come out obviously didn't uh the james bond movie um so a lot of that stuff did change and i think theaters will be fine when it's all said and done but the longer we wait um i think i i really think marvel is going to be a big impact here with what they do uh with with their black widow movie because i think that's really going to be the you know, other studios have gone other ways. Um, like Warner Brothers tried to release Tenet during the summer and that didn't really work for them. Um, and Warner Brothers is now trying their whole split release with HBO Max and theaters and Disney's just like refusing to do that. Well, they're gonna do it with their animated movie. Um, but I think what they do with Black Widow will really tell us when things are a little closer to normal. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's there's still we're still a ways away from figuring that out. I think. Have you gone to a movie in a theater since pandemic? Yes. Uh, I went to see Tenet when it came out. Um, I was about, there was about six people in my theater. Um, since then, the last few weeks, I have gone to see a couple. Uh, I've been in by myself in an empty theater, mm -hmm. um, which I was doing that sometimes anyway, but um but yeah, I have made it to a couple because now they're doing that, you know, they're releasing them. What are being released are either on a streaming service. So they're already on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus or HBO, whatever. Or they're going to, you know, on demand where you can pay $20 to rent it. Or I'm fortunate enough, I guess, to live in a place that I can go to a movie theater um, and pay six dollars mm -hmm. seven dollars to go watch a movie so mm -hmm. um but yeah i have been able to go a couple times um i did not take my popcorn bucket they, they're not <laughs> they're not refilling it so um that's what everybody wants do to they know. do they have concession stands though can you get yeah you can okay. get concessions yeah okay okay yep uh but now they've done it, at least the theater here i can pre-order my snacks and pick them up when i get there so, oh interesting interesting yeah. so, okay i i agree with you i think they'll movie theaters will be back um i think that along with a lot of things though it's gonna be weird it's gonna be different yeah the, yeah 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 a I lot of things are gonna be different anything that requires anything that's a big public gathering is gonna yeah. be different yep i think the movie theater experience is gonna be different i think sports are gonna be different yep. concerts are gonna be different 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm it's going to take it's going to take years for us to get back to normal or what yeah. was our old normal. Yeah. So, but so do do you want to call me out on my Wandavision text oh, or do you want me okay. to admit to it? No, you can admit to it. I don't Cause, care. Because you subtweeted me on Twitter. I did. And so here's the thing. Here's the problem I have. Okay. Should I, should I say what it is first? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell so, the people. Tell lo- the people your problem. Me and Logan have been talking about doing this podcast for a while. And he said, you got to watch WandaVision before we do this. Because I'm going to want to talk about it. And I said, I don't have it pulled up. But I said something to the effect of Wanda's not my favorite MCU character. And Logan flipped. That's not a that's not an excuse. (laughs) Like, okay, if here's my thing. Like, I can understand not watching the show if you're just not a fan of the movies. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not going to tell somebody that doesn't like Marvel movies that they need to watch WandaVision. But I know for a fact that you do. In fact, I know that you're going through all the movies right now and watching them in your spare time. So, like when you told me that not only had you not started the show, I thought had your reasoning been something along the lines of I'm waiting for it all to come out and then watching it once, uh, or had your reason been, I want to watch all the movies again first, and then I'll watch it. <laughs> I would have accepted those answers, but you said Wanda's not one of my favorite characters. She, she's not anybody's favorite character. She had like 10 seconds of screen time in three movies. Right. So... <laughs> right. Maybe, I guess maybe I didn't word it right. <laughs> Maybe I should have said, I don't know enough about Wanda to be interested in WandaVision, but I'm happy to tell you I am four episodes in and episode three really piqued my interest, the end. And then I just watched episode four right before we started recording. And that one's got me hooked. I'm, I'm very interested to see where this goes. The first two episodes, I was like, what am I watching? And so it made no sense. So uh for the rest of the world that watched it when it came out um episodes one and two got released at the same time so we all you know when i say we all i said the collective all of us people that are watching it got up on their friday or watched it on their friday they watched the first two episodes and everybody didn't have that third episode to go to and they're all like what is this like Mm -hmm. why are we watching this why am i supposed to be invested into a 50s sitcom um, I mean, obviously we knew they were supposed to be progressing through, you know, decades and everything. So there was going to be something to it, but we're like, why, what's, what's happening here? It really does take until episode four to really understand. Yep. Oh, this is a Marvel property. <laughs> like, yeah. This is how this fits in. So, yeah. and what we were talking about tonight while we were watching it was we're just so baffled about how Marvel continues to interweave all these different characters and all these different timelines and stories. And it still all makes sense. That just, it, it blows my mind. Cause there's so many different. We're talking um, now 23 movies, a TV show. Yeah. Plus more movies and TV shows on the way. It's incredible. Yeah, it, It's absolutely blows my mind. And that's some of the best, I guess you call it writing that I've ever seen. It is. It's, I mean, and I, as I've said, I, I can understand the people that, you know, it's not their thing. I'm not saying that it needs to be everybody's thing, yep. um, but it, it's just, you have to appreciate what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like just to have that many stories, that many characters, um, the way they're able to tie all these stories into each other and bring in these characters from other, 
other movies into TV shows and everything. It, it's, I mean, it's really great what they're doing. And I think it's, it's been nice as a fan to have this now that we've gone a full year, more than a year without an actual movie release mm-hmm. from the studio. Um, so to finally be able to, to see some of this stuff again and see some of these characters has definitely been refreshing. Yeah. Um, I know we got Black Widow on the way. Uh, and there's, there's this whole other maybe <laughs> maybe yeah eventually some at some point and there's this whole other next level that they're taking this after end game and all of that and these are a bunch of characters that like we were saying with wanda aren't the most popular characters they've already no. they've already gone through with the iron mans and yep. the uh captain america chris evans captain america and all of that right so do you think that this is a continued success thing or do you think there's going to be a decline because these aren't the high profile well characters i i think it'll be a continued success i do think there was there probably was a group of people um out there in the world that after endgame decided okay that was great that's the that i'm calling that the ending i am done Mm -hmm. i think those people exist um I just and it's not their fault but just the way the world has changed the last year um will probably hurt them but it might help them i think i mean it's possible that if black widow comes out at the right time that we people could flock to the to the theaters again mm-hmm. i don't know that that's the case um but the fact that they have disney plus now in their arsenal um they, i mean disney really um went all in on that streaming service a few years ago i was i remember thinking back to 2019 because their movie lineup in 2019 was you had endgame you had uh the lion king remake you had toy story 4 you had frozen 2 you had just bang bang bang, star wars you had all these huge properties and then later that year they they launched the streaming service so that was huge for them to build that up and now that you have that exactly i mean it's just they're just raking in the money so um obviously they want the box office numbers they want the box office money and they'll get that eventually um but i think they're we're gonna see a different sort of you know we usually we used to be able to tell by the box office numbers how well a movie did but anymore that's not necessarily going to be the case um it's going to be a matter of you know, they're going to know how many people are watching their service. They're probably not going to tell us. Yeah. Um, but I think they'll keep going for a while. I don't think there's there's any stopping this now. Yeah, it's taken off and it's got a life of its own for sure. Uh, I will promise you by next week, I will be caught up on WandaVision. That's great. And, and we can break it down more than this week um, okay. because I, I don't want you to give any spoilers. While I, I will not be giving any here. spoilers. That is fine um but it, it definitely i agree with logan it, it once you get past episode three episode four it really and he even texted me that he's like you're about it's all about to come together and, and if, it, if it, you're watching the show I've, I've heard this it's not common but i have heard this that people have stopped during or after episode two yeah like, don't no like you can't like if you're if you are interested in what's happening you have to follow you have to yeah. keep going to episode four episode four puts comes together yep everything comes together and it, it kind of leaves you you don't really progress in the timeline no per se but everything comes together and then it kind of leaves it where you're like all right well what happened and then you got to move on to, to five and, and, it, and it'll come together so i'm i'm hooked i'm excited i'm watching it with my girlfriend so we can't i can't go too far by I'll myself try to- 
I'll try to, okay, let me ask you this. And maybe you're not like, maybe you're not on Marvel Twitter. Maybe you're like only on sports Twitter. Um, Pretty pretty much. (laughs) I feel like I'm pretty deep into movie Twitter and sports Twitter. Um, So like, how do you like, you just haven't seen anything. Am I the only person that you see tweets about WandaVision? Yeah, I've not, I've not seen any spoilers. I haven't seen, I, I mean, I've seen people reacting like, Okay. I'm ready for the next episode of WandaVision, but yeah, I'm not in, I'm not in Marvel Twitter See, or movie Twitter. So that's, so that's my issue. I'm going in blind. That's my issue. I get up in the morning. I, I mean, I have the luxury now of working from home and, you know, so I get up early enough on Friday mornings. I don't even look at my phone. Usually I look at my phone first thing in the morning to see, you know, what post-game reaction you had that you sent me like three hours after the game <laughs> or whatever the case may be. But I don't even look at my phone in the morning on Fridays. I just, because I know there are people out there <laughs> that ruin things yeah. and it's awful. Um, so I, I just was curious if, if you were just able to avoid that. So um, good for you. Congratulations yeah. that you've been able to do that. So. I haven't seen anything. So right. next Sunday well, we're, we're going to try and do these every Sunday, I think is what we kind of, agreed on um uh, about the same time so we'll, we'll record about seven or eight on sunday night um and, and then we'll recap everything so next sunday i'll, I'll try and be caught up i'm i'm 99.999 sure i'll be caught up and we can talk about that as well as anything else where are you at in your movie rewatch this took precedent okay because we're doing that together as well so this where took were precedent. you um we finished the first um captain america we're watching them okay. in we're not watching them release we're watching Chronicle. them chronologically um we watched the first captain america and we had actually just by happenstance just watched Ca- uh, captain marvel like a week prior so we're gonna skip over that and go to the next one which i can't remember what it is iron man's next but it's good that you watch captain marvel yeah because, oh totally totally because there's obviously ties into yes. into this so yeah yeah uh, and that that helped us a lot with episode four of of wanda so yeah. so yeah um, next sunday we'll be caught up and we'll re- review that we got three illinois games we'll be able to review and look ahead to the two big matchups on the road to end the season and and we'll try and get these out we'll record them sunday night probably release them monday morning so sounds it sounds great to me I don't know about the people out there how they're going to feel about yeah. listening to us talk for an hour but no one asked us to do this so nope. so we'll we'll get the two listens from our parents and exactly <laughs> and then we'll 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 move on but uh, I think this was a good good first one we only had one little technical thing we'll see if you guys can pick up on it in the in the edited version <laughs> but um I think we'll be good so anything else Logan I think that's it for now all right guys thanks for listening we'll we'll see you next week Bye.